via an act of pod. Podcast supports Anonymous in its fight against the oppression of freedoms and privacy, namely Canadian Bill C-30 that is currently being brought to government by Public Safety Minister Vic Taves. This bill will allow the authorities to tap cell phones, monitor email, surfing habits and make service providers turn over subscriber information including name, address, telephone number and email address without first getting a warrant. This type of law sets a very dangerous precedent and should be stopped. Contact those you have elected to represent you in government. Let them know that we will not stand by while our rights and freedoms are attacked. They are anonymous. They are legion. They do not forgive. They do not forget. Expect them. Anne Aklavpod is a member of the Addictive Internet Radio Network. Get some air. Bitches. You can run on for a long time, run on for a long time, run on for a long time. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Go tell that long-tongued liar, go and tell that midnight rider, tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter, tell him that God's gonna... Hello, everyone. Uh, this is An Act of Pod. Episode 2. The long-awaited episode 2. Uh, Troy Fudge. Steve Goodyear. And uh, today we're uh, we're uh, not going to continue the uh, the rants that were started on the old show We'll get to those again, don't we? We will, yes. They are going to come back, but uh, there's a hell of a lot of research involved in those. So, Yeah, this one was kind of off the cuff tonight, so we figured we'd go with something that can rely on casual conversation. Yes. Uh, today we're we're going to be going with uh, sex, and uh, I guess we'll parlay that into everybody's favorite topic, abortion. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I guess we can start off with different ways that we've... Uh, come across sex because I've got uh, substantially less experience than my buddy here. <laughs> so, but um, coming from a Christian background, I blame this on my parents and my parents are clergy because my opinion is very, very different now. But I, uh, I did not have sex before marriage. I was 20 years old before I had sex for the first time. So, and I, it was on your wedding night. And it was on my wedding night. I didn't even know you people existed. Yeah. They do exist, and I am one of them. We have another friend in the network. We won't bother to mention his name. He's also one. <laughs> in the air network. In, in the air network. Yeah. So this is, uh, I can say, as I've grown up and uh, gone through the things that I've gone through in my life, things would be a hell of a lot different now. I guess you could say I'm just, I'm, I had the normal teenage experience with it, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I can't say I was an angel. I can't say I didn't fool around. Yeah, yeah. But you did do the whole Christian wait till marriage. Yeah, for the act of penetration. Yes, I did. Yeah. There was none of that. Until you. Yeah, exactly, right? When when I say, sometimes it just comes up in conversation and whatever you're talking about. But when that comes up to me, it's like, you know, I can actually say, it's like, you know, I never got married. Like, I was married once, and I didn't have sex until yeah. I got married. And, I mean, that's not something you hear about anymore. That's a very, very antiquated 
way of looking at things. Now, mind you, being in the Christian faith, that's the way they want you to go. Well, let me just ask you this now, without any uh, gross terminology, I guess we'll say, because we, yes, are, we are trying to keep this show uh, clean. clean. Not being a Christian and not ever have being a Christian. What is acceptable behavior for pre-marriage sex? What's acceptable? I guess. Is oral sex frowned upon? I would say so. I can't, still, I can't say that I never participated in that because I did. I guess if you if you if you want to go and go along with the accordance of the Bible, it, you know anything that's pretty much going to get you that excited that you want to keep going. I guess it's still what they consider a sin of the flesh or whatever. More or less, because just because you're not uh, penetrating someone else doesn't mean that it is still the sexual act. Um, Heavy petting. That's all. That's not allowed. Essentially, come on. You like it happens, and I just pushed it as far back to the wall as it could have gotten. Yes, I just. Stayed away from that. That didn't mean I didn't get off or anything like that. Was it guilt or was no. it fear or it was, was it belief in God being like, I shouldn't do this because God doesn't want me to do this? It was because I didn't actually say it. it was like, God says I shouldn't do this. That's not the way I thought about it. But growing up how I did grow up and and the girl I was with was in the church too. I knew her from the church, you know, from when I was 13 onwards. So... Uh, and and when did you start becoming romantically involved, as it were? Grade eleven. Grade eleven. Yeah. So um, promise rings and whole thing. No. <laughs> no, that's foolishness. That's foolishness. That is foolishness. It, it wasn't that. It was something that we, we both decided that we wanted to do because, as stupid as we were, you know, we were engaged at nineteen, married at twenty. That was something that we both said that we were going to do. We were going to say it's like, okay, well, we'll do whatever we're doing because. Hormones, raging hormones. You're mm-hmm. gonna, you're gonna get dudes, whatever. We'll save that last part for your wedding night. Yeah, that's my story on it because I know that. Most and I guess from my side of it, I mean, without without making it sound vulgar or anything, from my side of it, how I think it is with people, my belief system and everything, to go into something such as marriage without being sexually active with a partner is unheard of. Be- In this world, it is. Yes, yes well, big time. Because that's something that a relationship is based on, and if you're not sexually compatible, then there really is no that's a that's a big part of your your relationship down the tubes there big time big time yeah whether or not you you agree with it or not i mean i'm sure that i i agree with it now talk to me you know 13 years ago and it might be different but i mean what does a married a married christian couple do when it comes to their wedding night and for the weeks after and they find out they're completely sexually incompatible i don't know i was never in yeah. that boat you know, it must it must really be because I mean they are then they're, then they're bound by the sanctity of marriage exactly. in, in the eyes of God for yeah. them, but they I, have to live their life sexually unfulfilled. And that would and that's that's really sad when you, when it comes to that because there has to be some kind of way that what, regardless whether you got to open your mind and and do something that you've never ever done before. Um, I think that it it takes work between the two partners to say it's like okay, look, we obviously liked each other before. You know, we loved each other before, and we never had any issues besides. So this is something that we're both going to have to work on. We're going to find out what e- what each other likes, because even in the Bible, it says that the marriage bed is undefiled. So pretty much anything that happens in the marriage bed is fair okay. game. You know? So married <laughs> married Christian couples can be perverts, is what you're saying. Exactly. They can do with that, you know, they can do all the sinful things that normally... Yeah, well, you know, I guess... You know, when it comes to uh, going with the Christian belief and stuff like that, pornography is wrong. But like I say, I guess if you're shooting it yourself and you're watching yourself, it's yourself that you're watching. So it's okay. But is it okay for like a Christian couple to watch other pornography? No. I would because, say not. Because that's lust and that's right. lusting after another person. It's just, Yeah, exactly. Lusting after another person. It's, it's different to lust after your wife, but 
That's exactly the way it's supposed to be. You should want your wife all the time because you, you can't truly be happy in a marriage without physical component in it. So, well, and let me ask you this as well. Um, your parents were clergy and not, yeah. not to try and hit a, hit a weird spot or anything. Yeah. But as clergy where they are messengers of God. Yeah. Do you think that they should have a healthy sex life? Like, no, a, most definitely, like they're a, married. Yeah, but I mean, like a. I'm on you. I say, and, and I'm like glad a, that I don't know what my yeah, mother and father do. Yeah, exactly. But dad has always been a very, very happy man, and you know, mom is. I, I think mom was a bit of a prude myself, but dad's a happy man, and he always jokes about it with me just to get mom going. I mean, I don't know if they're into any freaky stuff, and I, <laughs> I, you know, for my own peace of mind, I really hope that they're not. And well, and you also it can't work without that. You also come from, yes, your parents were clergy, but they're from a more liberal sect of Christianity in, yeah. in, in some ways. I more mean, so now. More so now, yeah. A Catholic – well, Catholics can't have sex anyway. They're priests. They can't marry or – Which I think is wrong. Well, but. I mean that's, that's the one the whole part of, of – I imagine the child abuse is you take, a, you take a person with actual human instincts and human urges and tell them they can't acknowledge those for the rest of their lives. Exactly. It's, it's going to come out somehow. It's predisposition in them to, to want that, to want – whether you believe in evolution, whether you believe in creation, we are genetically programmed to reproduce. To reproduce. It doesn't matter. But that's, in, that's built into us. Yes. And it's, it's a very, very strong instinct. Like I think that's why if a person is in a, uh, a relationship with somebody and you know they've been in it for a while, if they're very sexually unsatisfied, they're going to go outside that relationship to find some satisfaction or companionship or whatever. This, that's going to happen. The thing I don't get though with the whole – with the Catholic Church sex scandals, the whole thing is why it's young boys. That's the only thing I never. I guess just easy access. Boys, easy access. Easy access. I think I that's what it is, man. Because I think it would be the same thing if there were, if they allowed little girls. And I keep, I keep thinking as we're talking about this, going back to whoever's listening who's familiar with us on other podcasts, think that we're not. We're speaking of this comically, but we're not. No, this we're is, not. This, this is, is actually this a half is, serious. We're actually part. having a serious conversation. We're yeah. not meant. To, we're not trying to be crude or anything like that. We're actually trying to have a serious conversation about yeah. this. So fine, they're allowed to have fun, quote unquote. Fine, they're allowed to experiment all, all that mm-hmm. in in any case is birth control ever allowed uh well i'm not in in the protestant religion i guess it would be the yeah Pro- the protestant sect of christianity it is i mean it's, it, it's not it's not encouraged uh, i would say if you don't want to have a kid and you're married use it yeah obviously it's saying that if you're not married don't have sex so abstinence should be your your prophylactics but i mean when i was married and you know, I mean, I did have a pretty healthy sex life. She was on the pill, and I still use condoms. It was just we weren't ready for a kid, so we we did. You know, obviously, you still you still need that intimacy. So without the fear in the back of your head, it's like, oh my goodness, am I going to knock her up right now? Uh, no. But isn't the whole thing like the whole Christian sex thing? Is it's done for the purpose of recreation or procreate? No. Not recreation. We wouldn't pro- have procreation. Sorry. We wouldn't have been given the ability to enjoy it the way we do if it was just for procreation. Well, and then that's, that, that's one pl- that's one place where that's we the, yes, because we do differ on whether we are intelligently designed or just randomly put because together. Because so. it's proven that animals in, in nature enjoy sex. Yes, a pig can have an orgasm for yes. over an hour. They're driven at certain times of the year to reproduce, so they're not at a lot of time. But I know they can. But I don't think that we would have been given that. You know, if it was just for the sake of make another person, why do you need to enjoy it if you just need to make another person? Well, I guess it's to encourage, as a fail-safe kind of, to encourage reproduction. You know, yeah. if, if it wasn't any, if it wasn't that as enjoyable as it is, there'd kind of be no. 
but then we die as a species. Well, exactly. It's, so. That's why I think it's it's an evolutionary failsafe to make sure you want to do it. It's to encourage you to reproduce. Because if not, you couldn't be bothered. But people are going to want to have sex regardless. Oh yes, because you can't help it. It's no, genetically programmed. It, it's it's, in your... it's one. Of, it's one of the. It's it's like hunger. It's like thirst. It's like wanting to sleep. It's yeah. arousal is right up there with the rest of them. It's oh, it's so an, it's a force of nature. Big time. An actual force of nature. Yeah. I agree whole, wholeheartedly with that. And the reason I asked you about the uh, the birth control is because there's a big thing in the news now about in the States, there's a whole uh, uproar trying to get authority for religious institutions, uh, I, I guess especially Catholic religious institutions, mm-hmm. while they're pay- paying insurance for their employees. Say if you work for the Catholic Church. Yeah. Say you were a janitor there. Mm-hmm. Or you know, if your wife was on – if you had a wife was on your, your coverage. Okay. That they wouldn't have to cover your birth control because they don't support it. Oh, you know what I mean. That and they've won. They've won that now. Okay. So, how do you feel about that as as a Christian? Do you, you know, do you think they have the right to say because they're very explicit that the Catholic Church doesn't believe or condone birth control whatsoever? Yeah, I know they are. Uh, me being from the Protestant offshoot of of Christianity, I I personally don't agree with the Catholic Church. Mind you, if that's what they believe. And it is one of the very foundations of what their beliefs are. It's one of their main things. Yeah. It's, just, it's the same thing as um, expecting a clergy that doesn't believe in gay marriage to actually be forced to marry somebody. That goes again. I, I realize, yes, it's all human rights, but you know what? That's why there's justice of the peace. A justice of the peace can marry you just as well as that. You know, it's that kind of deal, I think, with me. No one should be forced to do anything they don't want to. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it should be forced on others either. And that's what it is. I mean, just because you work for a certain organization, yeah, I don't think that doesn't right. mean you share their core beliefs. No, no. But they uh, they don't have to pay for it. They're not having to pay for people's birth control now. I mean, that, that that's sticky because people could go and say they could try to apply that to anything. It's true. It you sets know? a precedent, a very dangerous one. It, it does set a very, very dangerous precedent. Absolutely. Yeah. And they're already talking about it now because of this. What employers are going to try to, to not be able to to cover? Say no. As an organization, we don't believe in this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think when it comes to that kind of stuff, I mean, obviously with the Catholic Church, that goes back a thousand years or more that they never did support any kind of birth control. Now, mind you, it's just come from the light. It's, it's more up in, in front of us now because we're such a sexually open society. Now, there's so many different options, sponges, spermicidal lubricants, uh, condoms, you know, vasectomies, whatever. There's so many different options to control population that, and we it, do it, need it, population control. Absolutely, exactly. There's almost nine billion people I mean, on this planet. So one of the things that really angers maybe, me, maybe that's wrong. But. That really angers me about, uh, in particular, the Catholic Church is that they go into places like Africa and set up yeah. missions. Yeah, and they they spread the word of God. Yes, yeah. that's but that's a lot. Yeah, stop the spread of AIDS. Yeah, exactly. So. And and a place that has a very huge population problem and a very big hunger problem, and they go in there. Yeah. Telling these people don't use it, don't use condoms. That's knowing wrong. that's wrong. Knowing very well these people are going to have sex regardless. Exactly. You know, people are going. People are going to have sex irregardless. It's, it's yeah. You you put a boy and a girl in a room, they're going to do what comes naturally to them. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's so just the way it is. not just for the AIDS thing because that that is a huge problem there as well. Yes, but I mean for, for a population thing, they're severely overpopulated. There's not enough food to feed the people that are there now. They're bringing people in. At an alarming rate, there's. I mean, it's. Yeah. It's snowball. It's, it's it a snowball effect. It is. Yeah. And it's, you know what they should be out there doing is handing out boxes of condoms. They should. We be. know. We know that you're going to do this. So listen. Look after yourself. Right. You it's know, if it same. happens, it happens because you know condoms can break and whatever else. But at least they got a 99 percent chance of not doing it. It's the same thing in school. 
teaching abstinence over safety. No, they should teach both. Well, no, because because but like, teenagers are going to have sex. I agree with you. But I mean, like I say, they should teach them both. You know, you can't. Well, you can't teach abstinence. It's not. That's okay. not. It's abstinence is not a, a a human. Abstinence is against nature, in my opinion. It's it's a human ideal. Yeah. Yes. It's it's it doesn't make sense. It's not what we're programmed to do. You know, and no no place ever that I know of that can come to mind has abstinence ever worked. I don't think so. Probably you know, just lead to anarchy. People are going to want to have sex. That's yes. it. I, that's what it comes down to. No, oh, yeah. And listen, you know, I mean, I've got a seven-year-old, so I am I would much rather her be informed and, smart. and be smart. And not feel dirty and guilty and ashamed of their body and what exactly. they're doing. Yes, that's that's exactly right. No one should feel that way, but they should be taught that it's a big decision that they need to make. Consequences. Yes, there's consequences. Kids should not be having sex. No, they shouldn't. Babies don't. We need to have babies. No, exactly. Right? And all that all that turns into is a drain on a, on an already taxed system. And I mean, lucky for us, where we live, I mean, we live in a thir- in a first world country. Right. You know, there's there's infrastructure in place. There's programs in place. Exactly. You know, the kid has a chance, but I mean, in the same breath across across the pond in Africa, yes, the same thing happens. Yes, if a fourteen year old has a kid there, she's on she, her own. She's on her own. They need. I mean, you know, this is something actually. This is the bridges that I was talking about earlier because yeah, we are going to agree, we are on, agree this, on things sometimes, right? I mean, you know, I totally believe that one hundred percent that the Catholic Church is very wrong in that stance. And I mean, let's say, quote me if you want to, but you're wrong. Kids or anybody should have the information. Yes. And 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 and, and I do think the choice kids should be discouraged against having sex. Yes, they should be because they're not ready. No, they're not. Gee whiz, they don't know. You hear about it all the time. If if they have a scare, that's really the only way they're really going to learn. Mm-hmm. If they're playing with fire, I know we've talked about that with one of our buddies, and that's the only way that he's actually going to learn is if he gets a scare. <laughs> if he gets a scare, so hopefully he doesn't get a scare, but hopefully at the same time he do. So <laughs> <laughs> wrap it up. You know, but yeah, that's that's one thing that I I I'm with you on that. I also think that birth control and all forms of it should be completely free. Well, all all forms save one because that's one that we do disagree on. What well, you're ta- you're speaking about abortion? Yeah, I don't. Well, I don't consider abortion birth control. It's essentially birth control. It happens after the fact, yes, but it's essentially birth control because you're killing the fetus. There's here's no baby. here's one place where we're 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 going to disagree. We we do disagree very much. I mean, I, don't I, get me wrong. I'm all for a girl's right to choose. All right, but there's got to be a better way than killing it. But you're not. I mean, it's it's not really killing it. But it's not actually alive. It is alive. Gee whiz, man! It was it. Um, how long is it? Not even no seventy two hours. Um, there's spasms between cells that replicate a heartbeat. For me, if it's not having a thought, if it doesn't Something have a, like if it doesn't have a brain, it's not really alive. It's all living cells, man. It's no more. I mean, it's right. no more. F- you're, you might be alive when you're a baby, but you're not sentient, so you're not really a person. But you are. You do have thoughts. You do have memory. You do have. You don't have memory when you're first born. No, when you're your first brain born, has when you're a way baby. too many. Yeah, when you when your well, brain I mean, you has way thoughts. too many way, way too many synapses to yeah. form any kind of coherent thought. So all you are is a vegetable. It's not a person. I think for me, I'm okay with abortion until the part where it actually has distinguishable features. You know well, I, mean? I think they stop it at that point anyway, don't they? No, I've, I mean I've seen some some videos and some pictures and some like reports and stuff of the ones where you actually have to crack a baby like in pieces to to, to pull it out. That's that, wrong. That that I don't agree with. But I, I I'm not sure, I'm, I may be misinformed. I'm not sure if that's like in in 
Because I think I thought in harsh cases, the, I thought or, after the fourth month they couldn't do it anymore. I mean, I've maybe seen, I'm completely wrong. I've seen ones, but you know, where they actually had to they take the baby apart. They take the baby apart to bring it out. Yeah, and that I don't agree with. I no. mean, at some at some point, it is yes a living thing, and I, and yeah, because actually, I think uh, my father actually uh, did a, did a sermon on this kind of stuff, and he actually um, found a, a story on the internet, and. Um, while this girl was getting the abortion, and I mean, she, I guess she was far enough along that the baby did have distinguishable features, mm-hmm. head, arms, hands, yeah. you know, legs and stuff like that. And when they put this vacuum tube up in there to try and destroy the baby, you could see the fetus try and get away from it. So it had fear when it should never have fear. And I mean, if you know me and you know my personal opinions, you know that I'm one of the most pro-choice people. I know you, you, you know, yeah. And not, and it's not to be in, in a vulgar or rude way. It's just I. You support the woman's right to choose, and I support also. I support the fact of people who are not ready to have children should not have children. Give it up. There's lots of people out there that can't have them and want some. Give it up. There's lots of people who don't want to go through the childbirth thing, though. Well, there, and I, I know that's true too. There's got to be a better way than to destroy something that you created, regardless whether you want it or not. That could be the next the next Aristotle. Mind you, on the other side, it could be the next Hitler. Hitler, you know. Yeah, I know that. I know that. You know, With, you, well, I mean, I think uh, that's like a, a parable yeah. or something. Is okay, you, exactly. You could have created the next Beethoven. Like, could have created the next Hitler. Same thing. Yes, it's it. the same thing. But uh, you know, ultimately, that that goes with the the child's upbringing, the the way that uh, adopt, adoption agencies are set up now. It they're set they're set up for maximum stability, and I mean, there's background checks upon background checks upon background checks on these people, but. Absolute messes of life are allowed to reproduce exactly at an alarming, at an alarming rate. Exactly. So there should be something. I know it's it's a hard it's a hard thing to say that you can regulate who's allowed to have a kid because then you're getting to, into some really oh, human rights instant issues. human rights issues yeah. and police state and you know nanny state and who can do what and you know your rights being taken away. But if you've got that kind of history, you know, like if you're a pedophile and you've been on record for so long. No, why? It should be out and castrated. Oh, I I completely right? agree. Completely you know? agree. Any any child sex offender instantly yeah. should lose the ability to be sexually aroused. Yes, they should. Instantly. Yep. Or, or at the very least, be be severed so they can't have kids of their own. Because you know it's damn well what's going to happen. You know it's <laughs> you know it's going to you know it's going to happen because if they do it to someone else, they're going to you know they're going to do it to their own. Now, how do you feel? Because this is essentially an atheist versus a theist. Yeah. How do you feel about how sex is portrayed in the Bible? Well, sex is portrayed as a kind of more or less a sacred act between a human or between a man and wife. But it's, there is also a lot of prostitution in the Bible. There's a lot of well, which just says it's wrong. I get. Yeah, yeah. I guess. I, right. It does. It does. It does say it's wrong. And, and no matter how much you see it in society, society still looks at prostitution as being wrong, despite it being the oldest. Job, the oldest profession uh, yeah, on the planet. A woman got something a man wants. That's it. It is. It's 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 viewed on as being wrong. Uh, masturbation viewed on as being wrong because it's ultimately a selfish. What's act. the uh, what's the the quote from the Bible? Oh, I don't know. That. It's better for your seed to go into a belly of a whore than be cast aside. I think uh, I, I think it goes something like that. We're gonna that. have to look that one up. I'm pretty, pretty sure that. that's how it goes. It's better for your seed to be cast into the belly of a whore than cast cast aside or something along those essentially saying it's better no don't waste it don't waste it yeah yeah so and i mean that's 
I guess that's that's one of the ultimate taboos for this it would be would be masturbation because yeah. again it's something that's very very hard to teach like to teach children to feel guilty about their body and and yeah and it's it's a very very normal thing oh agreed very normal it is a very and very to teach thing. kids that it's dirty that it's dirty to have yeah. those urges that it's dirty to now mind you I know Steve said that. This is going from an atheist to a theist. I, I realize that I'm representing the theist point of view here, but I didn't necessarily say I agreed with it. I'm just saying what it actually says because personally I don't think that if you can't masturbate, people are basically just going to lose their minds. Well, I mean, and again, getting back to – because we do pick on the Catholic Church a lot. <laughs> we do. But they're, they're the uh... – they're the proprietors of guilt, pretty much. Yes. they're the ones who make guilt is their ultimate weapon. Yeah, that's their ultimate weapon. Yeah. You know, if you don't do this, you need you need to feel guilty. You, you should You shouldn't do this. You shouldn't feel guilty if you're doing. Now, mind you, like yes, if you're living like the way you're supposed to be, according to that, then there is no guilt. Well, according to them, I mean, masturbation is a sin. It's a sin because it's a selfish act, and you're wasting seed and blah blah blah. Because wasting seed is. Wrong. But I mean, looking at it from a biological level. Mm-hmm. Someone who's who doesn't have a mate, mm-hmm. who's an adult, especially a fella. Because Espe- that's what I mean, a, yeah. a fella. Yeah. Because I mean, it ta- it's very very easy for a fella to be aroused, and more so than a woman. Because all we need we're 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 visually stimulated. I mean, it's it's not fair, I guess, to try and tell those people that they can't do that because it is it's a natural thing of life. It happens in nature. Animals do it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there's there's films on mon- monkeys in zoos. Yeah. I mean, there's there's been film. Of monkeys in zoos, showing them masturbating. As comical as that sounds, it's it's it's, 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 it's trying to drive a point home that it's yes. it's a naturally occurring thing. Yes, I mean I can't say that I'm against masturbation. No, I'm sorry, I'm not. And it's something that that teenagers should be should be taught more about. I think. Yes, because I mean that uh, having someone else do it for you feels a lot but a lot better. But you're never really going to know what you like unless you do it yourself first. And I mean, if, if these priests who are sexually abusing children, maybe if they did do this and had some relief for their tension and some yes. relief for, for their fantasies, we'll say, I mean, because it, it's going to happen. It's, there's no, there's no way. Yeah, that it would never not. Yeah, it's, exactly. you know, there's an, uh, you're one in a million if you don't have those urges, and it's some you're you're the what's different, not exactly. You know, not so what's society. So it's going to happen. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, I think you could you could actually. Save a lot of sexual crimes. I think you should, you know, a lot of the stuff, if you just teach. No, mind you, that's just in the church. Yes. Right? Because, I mean, I'm sure that the pedophiles out there, they, they do masturbate before they go and. Oh, I'm sure. You know, so, you know, it only works to a point. Those people are, they need some help. Yes. To deal with whatever else they're dealing because obviously the wrong things are turning them on. It, it's a malfunction, I'm sure. Exactly. It has to be some kind of malfunction, yes. But, yes, we do pick on the Catholic Church. So, if they were allowed, maybe. It no, it's not so much that we pick on them; it's just they're the ones who institute most, most of most these rules. rules. If they were allowed, maybe less stuff would happen. And to segue into what we hope our next show will be about, which is uh, censorship and censorship in media. Yes. Um, how do you feel about sex on, sex in the media? Um, it should be controlled to a point. Um, you know, like ready ac- ready access is uh, something you need to watch out for kids. Yes, I, right. I think TV is way too over, yeah. over-sexualized for kids these days. I mean, yeah, I mean, and, and the internet. I mean, unless you've got a safe search on your computer or 
you're a forward-thinking parent that has some kind of software on their computer that will filter out these searches. These kids are looking these at whatever, kids are whatever you want. Yeah. And Young kids. And it's not even that they're finding. It's being thrown at them. Exactly. Yes, that's right. It comes up in top searches because well, these I mean, sites want to be found. If you go to any uh, most file-sharing sites, if kids are downloading movies, boom, it's there. Yeah. Um, if you go to any music sites, anything – I mean it's 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 all over it. I mean – Yeah, exactly. I mean it's coming to the point now where you're becoming numb because it's out there so much. A kid that's 10, 11, 12 years old doesn't need to be seeing this hardcore stuff that could be found on the internet. I think that there should be some kind of uh, monitoring from, I'll say, government, but – it falls to the parents as well. The go like the parents cannot just say, "Well, we didn't know." Well, you need to know. Yeah, you need to know. I mean, I'm a parent. I'm speaking as a parent to everybody else that got that, that's a parent. Just listen to this. Listen, you gotta mind your kids, and especially you need to listen to their music too. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of stuff in the music out there now. All it is is sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Mm-hmm. You know, once they get a little older and they can filter out exactly what they're trying to take away from this, this is cool in society. Sex sells. Well, it's it's it goes back to uh, I heard on the radio the, the other day talking about kids. There's people phoning into the radio saying that LMFAO song, "Sexy and I Know It." Yeah. Two, three, four, year, five year old kids dancing to it, singing the words. It's not an age appropriate song for them. No, it's not. And their parents laughing at it. It is true. And it's no, not right. Like it makes me mad. I get and I, and people always say because I have these conversations with people all the time, and they always say, "Well, you don't have kids, you don't know how hard it is." I have kids, and it's wrong. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, it's not hard. You need. You just need to, to monitor what they're listening to. I mean, and kids. I mean, I grew up listening to really, really bad music. Yeah. But not sexually bad music. No. I grew up listening to a lot of what's the word? Morally wrong music. Maybe. Like I'm. <laughs> yeah. I'm a heavy metal fan, so I mean, I grew up listening to a lot of death, destruction, evil. Yeah. All that stuff. Yeah, and that's so, kind of where I put myself with you. Even though I might have gotten into it a little bit later, but uh, that's the kind of stuff that I listen to myself. I mean, I'm not a I'm not a big fan. It's of really that. the girls that really have to watch out the most because this sexual music is, is it's targeted to them. It's targeted towards them. And I mean, and you see girls now who are 13 who look like girls who were 17 when we were. Actually, uh, you just reminded me because I'm I'm actually going through and listen to some shows from another podcast that we listen to, and uh, it was brought up that there's a new lingerie line. Being targeted towards five and six year olds, and that's that's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. I mean, you know, my daughter's seven years old. You're not putting her in lingerie. I'm not putting her in lingerie. I'm not putting her in a training bra. You're so, asking for trouble. You are. You are. You're asking for trouble. I You're, mean, I was at the mall on Friday, and if these girls were eleven or twelve, that's all they were, and you swear that they were out on a corner hooking, getting ready to go that time. I was like, if my kid came to me. Dressed like that, I'd say, go in your room and change. Bring out the clothes to me, and it will be burned. No way, not going to happen. I mean, I've been, I've been downtown, yeah, and in bars, and you see a girl or something, you talk to her, and you actually find out that she's sixteen. Shouldn't even meet her, and you know that's so wrong. <laughs> it is completely one hundred percent wrong. That is not a place for kids. Well, no, it's 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 not even close, and I mean. No. That's they're three years before they're even supposed to be allowed to be in there, and that's, that's right. the minimum age. Exactly. I mean, and they're they're around all these people who are drunk, who are older, high. high, and I mean, they go there wearing next to nothing. Exactly. What do they think is going to happen? I mean, they are going to get hit on, or you know, worse. worse. It's it's 
that's not something that 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 should be in a 16 year old's mind the fact that i need to look after myself i mean yes you need to look after yourself but you know you shouldn't need to be wondering what's going to happen to me downtown if I'm too drunk or whatever else like that. Meanwhile, yes, it can happen to anybody at any age. Yes, I understand. A kid does not need to be worrying about that stuff. Does not. No, not at all. So, Troy, we touched on sex. We touched on abortion. We touched on uh, sexual there censorship in the media. That, that uh, abortion was supposed to segue into. Which was? Stem cell. Stem cell research. <clears throat> I know that there's a lot of ethical debate going on in regards to that. And I mean, yes, I said I am against abortion. I I don't I don't support abortion whatsoever. Not that I'm trying to take a woman's right away to choose. No, I'm not. But I don't support. There has to be a better way. Maybe it hasn't been thought about yet, but there has to be a better way. Moreover, it is still happening, regardless whether or not I believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's still happening, and there is so much knowledge to be gained from yes, a destroyed fetus. Yes, I understand. But there's so much knowledge to be gained from the stem cells that are in that fetus to just throw it away is ludicrous. But it is the church and it is religious organizations. I agree with that you. are the ones that are stopping this. I mean, we could we could have so many cures for so many diseases. So right many now, things, especially things like paraplegics, quadriplegics, anything to do with like muscles not working, par- missing paralysis, limbs. missing limbs. Yeah, you know, there's animals. There's animals in nature that can grow limbs back. Yes, and presumably we could we could essentially. Do that. Yeah, we could, we could, we could know enough about these cells where we can alter our own genetic code that if we lost a finger, it'll grow back. Because the genetic code is in us. If yes. it's if it's in one the animal, the markers turned off. Yeah, the markers turned off. It's in one animal. It's in another. Mm-hmm. I've actually seen. Uh, I was watching something the other day for burn victims. Now they've got this new thing um, trying to replace the skin graft, and it's actually been starting to be implemented. It's a spray. Okay. It's almost like uh, you see a paint gun. You know, like if they they're painting a car. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. one of those guns. And there's this smart stem cell spray or whatever in it. I'll try and actually get, get uh, a link to the story and put on the Actopod site on Some Facebook and, and put on Twitter. Um, and we can link it right up from the Actopod. But I mean yeah. it grows like ten times faster. It's not taking any skin. It's, it doesn't look weird. It just grows over. The person who was the burn victim, it was incredible. It, you, you couldn't even hardly tell. tell. Because it basically replaced the repetition. And this came from stem cell research. Yes. There's so much to be gained. I mean, like if someone had just, – just take um, a professional fighter. That's a problem professional fighters have, cauliflower ears. Mm-hmm. Yes, while they're still fighting, no. Obviously, you cannot get your ear mm-hmm. replaced. But once you retire, order a new ear. And it sounds like – It sounds retarded. It sounds so ridiculous to say now, but it is something that's very, very plausible. It is. We are just on the cusp of having this stuff perfected. It's unreal. Like I said, if you've seen this spray, you wouldn't even believe it. And, I'm, and, and you're looking at curing diseases, you know, a quadriplegic being able to walk again, growing stem cells back. Yes. I mean, reconnecting nerve endings that are in your spine is something that's, well, right as of right now, has been unimaginable. And with, with stem cell research, it's just over the next hill. Exactly. I mean, how could anybody in their right mind say, now by? You're giving sight to the blind. You're giving sound to the deaf. You're giving mobility to, to, to the paralyzed. You're, given, you're just giving people their lives back. I mean, these cells can be whatever you want them mm-hmm. to be. Muscle cells, immunal cells, uh, spinal cells, skin cells, anything you want, you can replace. Um, no, it doesn't make any Grow sense. Grow a new heart for someone. Heart yes. failure. There's no, there's no risk of rejection. There's, exactly. no, there's no organ reject, rejection. You're looking at a 100% 
acceptance rate because this is your genetic material into this. And then on top of that, you don't get into the ethical debate of clones. So all you're doing is growing apart. You're not growing the whole thing. And it's you. It's you. You can't reject it. It's impossible. Based on your own genetic code, works with your blood type, you couldn't ask for anything better. But the religious groups keep it down because they they think it's unethical. It is. Well, I mean, for that matter, the politicians think it's unethical as well. Well, they pander, they're, they're they pander to, to, to the groups. To of the, the groups, yes. So, yes, the lobbyists will win. In, in Europe, it's a lot more lax, and there's a lot more of this stuff going on. But in, in North Hence America, we know as much as we do. Especially in, especially in the United States, there's a lot of backlash. Up until a little while ago, yeah. President Bush actually eliminated yeah. stem cell research funding. Yeah, that's right. It's only recently been, been restored. So, hopefully... We'll take a step in the right direction. Yes, hopefully but we're, we will. we're going on tangents on another. Uh, that's true. That's for another show. Yes. All right. Well, that's actually pretty good. Yeah, this went pretty quick. Yeah, I did actually. I was surprised. We kind of did this off the cusp just to see what we could come up with because we want to do more well-researched uh, episodes for things like evolution and things. With yes, but we figured we had to get another one. We out had there. to get another one out, so we said, "We said, why can we sit down and talk about that? Really, doesn't need any research or any statistics or." And no doubt. Later, when we're ready, or I Might should say more re- prepared, we revisit can revisit it. this and actually give the, the statistics that we that Steve just mentioned. This is probably something we can always revisit. Perfect. Well, that'll this will be episode two. All right, and I hope we've uh, we've given you guys something to think about. Please, any any feedback, any feedback whatsoever, uh, let us know. There'll be a bumper at the end of the show with all our contact information. That's right. We'd love to hear any feedback, negative, positive, whatever. That's anything right. you want to hear about, any shows you want done, let yes, us know. Any ideas at all. Any ideas. We're open to anything. Thank you very much for listening, and watch for episode three. Thanks. To contact the show via email, please send to anactivepod at gmail.com or at www.facebook.com slash anactivepod. The Anactivepod podcast is a member of the AIR Network. For more network offerings, please visit www.facebook.com slash addictive internet radio. You can run on for a long time, run on for a long time, run on for a long time. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Go tell that long tongue liar. Go and tell that midnight rider. Tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter. Tell him that God's gonna cut him down. Tell him that God's gonna cut him down.